Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Hello, friends. Today we're going to start on the Old Testament of the Bible. If you've been listening for some time, you know that with the New Testament, the format has been for me to read one chapter every day, make comments on the one chapter, and say a little prayer. And we'll continue to read from the Old Testament and make comments and say a prayer. But one of the other things that has been consistent with our previous New Testament section is that we've had a very careful regulation of time. We've stayed between 12 and 13 minutes. And due to the nature of the material in the Old Testament, I'm going to vary that somewhat, starting with today, because I'm introducing the Old Testament and I'm also going to introduce Genesis. So today will be uh, longer than 12 or 13 minutes. Genesis 2 may be shorter than 12 or 13 minutes. So in the Old Testament, there'll be some variation in terms of how I present the material. There will be certain books of the Bible that I may consolidate more than one chapter for a day. Uh, For example, in the book of Exodus, there's one chapter that repetitively gives all 12 tribes offerings for the formation of the Temple of Moses, for the creation of it, and the offerings are somewhat repetitive. So I may consolidate some of those things as opposed to reading line for line, word for word in the Old Testament like I have done with the New. But I am going to read uh, the vast portion of the vast majority of the Old Testament in its entirety, and I'll consolidate those things that I feel at liberty to consolidate without taking away from the intent of heaven or diminishing the text. Now, having said that, the entire Bible, of course, is available line for line, word for word, both in print and through many different online sources or digital sources. So don't feel like I'm taking anything away from the Word of God. I'm just going to consolidate certain aspects to make it a little more interesting, and some will be a little longer than the traditional format uh, so I can encapsulate whatever material I'm dealing with. And so um, that's my that's my plan, and we'll work the plan as we go along. Today we'll start our study on the Old Testament with the first book of the Bible, Genesis. And so Genesis, as you may recall, starts this way in chapter 1, and I'm reading from the New International Version of the Bible. Genesis 1, 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That, of course, is where we all start with our biblical paradigm of understanding everything that exists began with God. In the beginning, God. God was before all things. God created all things. God exists in the midst of all that we know in the created order, and God will exist beyond the created order. So in the beginning of our study, God created the heavens and the earth. The name of the book is Genesis. That comes from a Greek word meaning origins, but the Hebrew word is Bereshith. Bereshith means beginnings. And so from a Jewish understanding, the first word of the text is beginnings. And uh, that is the first word of the book. That is the first understanding of what comes forth in the Bible, starting in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. It's written, of course, by Moses. He is the author of the first five books of the Bible, known as the Torah, collectively. And the name Moses means taken out or drawn forth. You may recall that uh, he was hidden by his mother and father because 
the pharaoh and the generation in which he was born had decided that all of the male children, all the male Jewish children, had to be killed because there was too many Jews. And so Moses' mother and father hid him in the Nile River in a little basket made out of reeds, and he was found by Pharaoh's daughter. Pharaoh's daughter pulled him out of the river, and she gave him the name Moses, which again means taken out or drawn forth, speaking of the way he was rescued from the river. The approximate time of the writing of the text of Genesis was somewhere between 1446 and 1406 B.C., This corresponds with the Exodus account, and we will get to Exodus in due season with our study. We understand the book of Genesis to be a historical narrative. In other words, this is not an allegory. These were real events that took place. And so in many ways, Genesis is the most important book of the Bible. Of course, it gives us our first revelation of God, our understanding of creation. It gives us the fall of man and how sin came into the world. It reveals the Messiah. It reveals the flood, Noah's flood. Uh, From it, we get the table of nations and the distribution of the nations of the earth. In the book of Genesis, we first encounter the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so every book of the Bible that follows Genesis builds on Genesis. Many have said that the book contains partially the entire Bible. And so there's an interesting prophetic revelation of many different things in the book of Genesis, and I will attempt to point those out as we go forward. There is also an unusual typology in Adam and Eve concerning marriage, and we'll discuss that as we go. Now, I want to talk about something known as the law of first mention. As you're studying the Bible, there is uh, various principles that we apply to our study of Scripture to understand Uh, whatever topic we're researching. And so whatever topic you want to search for in the Bible, you apply first the law of first mention. This means you locate that topic in the Bible where it's first mentioned. So, of course, Genesis being the first book has many firsts. There are many first mentions. And so, for example, we encounter days first mentioned in Genesis. And we notice right away that days consist of evenings and mornings. And so the Jewish reckoning of days doesn't begin with the dawn. It doesn't begin with 12 midnight. It begins in the evening with the setting of the sun. That is the beginning of a new day. And so evenings and mornings. The evening and morning is the first day. The evening and morning is the second day and so forth. So the reckoning of days, they're not called Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They're called first day second day, third day, etc., throughout the entire Bible. This will help you as you study the Bible. Now, many have said, how can there be 15 billion years contained within the creation account of Genesis? Because um, if you look at an old earth theory, the geologists tell us the earth is approximately 15 billion years old. Well, some of this can be explained in what's known as gap theory, and we'll discuss gap theory in our next session. But gap theory is is basically puts forth the idea that there is a long period of time 
covered in the book of Genesis. And they reveal this understanding in various ways. For example, there is no sun and moon until the Bible reveals the third day. And it says specifically of the third day, the sun and moon were given for the reckoning of time. So perhaps time prior to the third day was not accounted for in the same way that after the third day it became accounted. In Genesis, the first mention of the fall of man, or sin, comes into the world. We'll take a careful look at uh, the sin of Adam and Eve and how sin came into the world. As I mentioned, Adam and Eve are a prototype for marriage and for all marriages. And so they're very important as we study their marriage and understand that all marriages are revealed or foreshadowed by the relationship that Adam had with Eve. And we will note right away that their marriage was not complete without God being in relationship with them as well. And so Adam and Eve are a prototype for marriage, and they're also a prototype for the church as the bride of Christ, being in relationship with the Lord and being in relationship with each other. Now, the Jewish reckoning of different things is very important because we find in Genesis a different understanding of certain things. I already mentioned the reckoning of days from evening and morning. But their Jewish reckoning of the son of and the father of and the sister of is different. And so the son of someone means a descendant. Of course, it can be the immediate descendant, first-generation son, or son can refer to grandson or great-grandson, or any generation afterward on down through the ages. So when we see father of, father can be the immediate first-generation father, or grandfather, or great-grandfather, or great-great-grandfather, and so forth. So by extension, sister and brother can mean literally sister and brother, or they can mean first cousin, second cousin, third cousin, on down through the generations. And so the Jewish reckoning of these things becomes very important as we move through the Bible and look at genealogies. This is what helps us to make sense. Now, in Genesis, we will encounter some beings known as the Nephilim. We will discuss the Nephilim with some degree of inquiry as to who they may be. Noah, And the flood is revealed in the book of Genesis. This is where we get our understanding of uh, how the nations came to be and how they were distributed. Uh, There were 70 nations mentioned in the table of nations. We'll talk about that. Of course, in Genesis chapter 11, we encounter the Tower of Babel, where God confounded the languages of mankind. And so we'll discuss Genesis 11. Late in Genesis 11 and in all of Genesis 12, we encounter a man named Abraham. Now, this is a very important first mention, because through Abraham, God will reveal the knowledge of the one true God to the planet Earth. From Abraham, we get the covenant with Abraham, the covenant with Isaac, the covenant with Jacob, and the promises of what I refer to as soil, seed, and a savior. Soil being the promised land, seed being the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and a savior. Of course, the Messiah would come through the lineage of these three men, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so through Abraham, and then by extension, his descendants, Isaac, Jacob, then the 12 tribes, the knowledge of the one true God will be passed on. And God made a covenant with Abraham. He extended it to Isaac. He extended it to Jacob and then Jacob's descendants. That covenant uh, comes down through the scriptures, and it's very important to understand the Abrahamic covenant. We'll study that with some degree of intensity 
in Genesis chapter 12 and beyond. Abraham's son Isaac is also a very significant biblical character. In Genesis 22, we'll see Isaac and details of his life and his birth that in many ways he represents a prophetic prototype of Jesus. So we'll discuss that. Isaac and Rebekah were a real union. They were the first Jewish marriage on some level. I'll explain that when we come to them. But they also represent symbolically the marriage of Jesus Christ and his church. And by extension, this represents your relationship with Jesus if you're a Christian. And so I'll expound on that with some more clarification as we get to Isaac and Rebekah. Then the life of Jacob is very significant, and Jacob is a a really important Bible character. Of course, his name was changed from Jacob to Israel, and uh, from Jacob himself, the name Israel, we get the Jewish people in our generation, and of course, we get the land of Israel, the land of Jacob. Jacob had 12 sons, and the 12 sons are also very significant, with Joseph being another type of prophetically speaking, of Jesus. So we'll look at the life of Joseph in depth. We'll look at Joseph's dreams and some of the six dreams that were revealed in the life of Joseph and some principles for dream interpretation. Perhaps you have dreams that God has given you. Jacob adopts two children, uh, Manasseh and Ephraim, who were children of Joseph, and he makes them tribes of Israel. We'll discuss that. And then we'll talk about the eternal consequences for some of the actions of Jacob's children. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, and Joseph all had significant eternal consequences for them and their descendants through things that they did in the days of their flesh. And so today, friends, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This is Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. It's very important that we start with that. When we get to the New Testament, the Gospel of John reveals that Jesus was present in the creation narrative in Genesis chapter 1. He intentionally used the same words that appear in Genesis 1-1 in the beginning in John 1-1. John writes, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through him all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. And so Jesus is revealed in the New Testament as having been in the midst of the creation narrative in Genesis. Jesus was used as the vehicle of creation, if you will, by God the Father. And of course, the Holy Spirit was present in the mix in Genesis 1 as well. And so, Father, we thank you for this book of beginnings. Lord, as we start our study on Genesis, Teach us the law of first mention. Reveal to us these firsts that appear in the book of the origins, the book of beginnings. Lord, show us Genesis and with Jesus right in the mix from the very beginning. Teach us your ways, Lord. Reveal to us that the Old Testament was written for us, not just for generations long gone. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. 
Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.